0: Welcome to the Council of Moms. The Council of Moms is a place where you go for real advice and real talk. Sure, we can all look up articles on the internet. We can Google anything we want to, but when you really want to know what's going on and how to parent and if it's just you or I can't believe I just said, those kinds of questions, you go to your best girlfriends and you really just hope that they'll be honest and open with you and lay it all out. And when you do, I think it makes you a better mom, it makes you a better human, you get a little bit more connection and empathy that way. And this is the kind of feeling that we're trying to create here on the Council of Moms. So I appreciate you watching or listening wherever you are. So I want to get to introducing the council today. And I've asked them to not only introduce themselves, but also to answer the question, What don't your kids know about you yet? And it could be (laughs) something that you hope stays hidden or something that you hope they discover. It could be either one. And I'll start because, you know, it's only fair. So, Lisa Valentine Clark, host of The Lisa Show, so happy to be here on the Council of Moms. And something that I don't think my kids know about is about me is how into swing choir I was. I have, as my kids have gotten older and I've realized who they are, I have maybe downplayed (laughs) my participation, my love for my experiences in swing slash show choir, which was very big and very cool, by the way, in Nebraska. Just, yeah, Mm -hmm. you'll have to take my word for it. I have lots of videos that I remember thinking Oh, my kids are going to love this. They haven't seen them. It remains a mystery to them. Protect the real. Will it remain a mystery forever? (laughs) Only time will
1: tell. Also on the council with Secrets of Her Own. Oh, Emily Starr. Hi. Hi. I'm Emily Starr. I uh, am a host uh, with BYU for Random Acts with Lisa. Um, and something, you know, my kid doesn't know very much about me besides the fact that I'm her food source. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as she learns English, um, I'll probably start telling her about how much I love Weird Al. Oh, okay. So you're not going to keep it hidden. No, no, no. Well, my, my husband will probably try and keep it hidden from her. Um, but that I know... Every single Weird Al lyric better than the lyrics of the actual song. Wow. Like I can, and I sing the Weird Al lyrics when the real song is on the radio.
0: Okay.
2: You're a purist.
1: I am a Weird Al purist.
2: I am Julie Taylor, and I think the secret that I'm intentionally keeping until they're of age are my go-to karaoke songs. I just, they're not ready for it. They're not ready.
1: (laughs) They can't handle it.
2: No. We do karaoke as a family, and I fake it. I sing other songs. Mm. But when they're of age, they'll find out. Okay. I like that. I like to be You're mysterious. You're raising them for that purpose, mm. which I like.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm Gina James, and um, Lisa kind of stole mine because, <gasps> honestly, they don't understand. They don't. the The, like, dedication that we had to show choir... You guys. We were both we were a couple years apart so we were never in the same choir.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The choir couldn't have handled The it. choir no, it couldn't have. Two Clarks too many. Yeah, no. But but really like there it was significant portion of my life mm-hmm. is being in choir. <laughs> and the singing and dancing, but also I have a deep-seated <laughs> desire to be in a large organized choir. Yeah. I do. Now, but I'm not on. one to
0: just
1: stand yeah. and sing, but like so to you know, like move off. Yeah. No, no. You can't no. just. You're
0: not just standing and
3: singing, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> no. It's not a step touch. There's spinning, partner dancing, a box step. <laughs> I did an Brady entire song, mm-hmm. Balking oh. Like a Chicken. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that there's that is a lot is of vocal range involved <laughs> in this, but our children <laughs> don't <laughs>
1: understand. No, they don't. They
3: don't. And they never will.
1: Full commitment.
3: Yeah. I've made my husband watch some videos when we were dating surprised he still married me but you know it's there so then i think he's kind of buffered it with the kids like the kids will never see this
0: yeah protecting a favor he is nice it's good to have somebody on your side it's interesting that we start with controversy (laughs) um i think it's appropriate (laughs) because we asked we reached out to the lisa show listeners and we we were like listen we love doing the council of moms you've listened to it thank you but what questions do you have for the Council of Moms? And it's interesting because this topic is very controversial. And I really do think that it divides a lot of us as parents of like, oh, you do that? Huh. And then we just kind of go into our secret corners. And part of the, the what's so positive about the Council of Moms is like, no, let's just like lay it out. We can be respectful of each other. We don't have to be the same. We don't have to have the same um, rules and ideas about this because we don't have the same kids. We're not the same people. So with that in mind, a question that I got over and over again was um, with technology and your children, how do you adapt to changing technology and adapt your parenting to that? How do you know too much is this and what do you – I can't tell you how many like younger – Moms are like, okay, so what are your rules? And I'm like, you guys don't know. I am making it up as I go. Um, (laughs) The seat of my pants. I have changed my mind so many times. As the technology changes and as I read more articles, which my kids love when I read a new article. And um, (laughs) because I started parenting without... A cell phone. I got my first flip phone when I had three kids. It's a different world. It's changed so fast. So Mm -hmm. I feel like a fraud when someone asks me, well, what do you do? But I like having the conversation because I don't think any of us know how we're doing. Nobody knows what we're doing. No. Nobody knows. Nobody what they're they're knows. Doing. A lot of people say they know this is it, but I guarantee in five years you'll look back and they have modified because the technology has. So that's my little soapbox moment. Knowing that this is controversial, that we are all different and that we've like lived different lives. Some of us are starting out, making these decisions, some of us have been doing it for a long time, and we've got everything in between. So, how do you adapt with the changing technology and your parenting?
3: Well, one positive is we have a family group chat that is probably a highlight of my day when the kids text each other or text us or memes or fun things. So I like the way that it has helped us stay connected. I have a couple that don't live at home. I have a couple that are just on the go all the time. And I like knowing where they are. I mean, that's a requirement. Mm -hmm. If we're paying your cell phone bill, (laughs) then you have to (laughs) let me know where I can see your location at all times. And and so I like knowing where they are, and then I like communicating with them in a way. If if they'll check their phones, <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm glad. So that you I mean, started I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start positive. I'm gonna start positive there.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I'd like to add on to the positive too <laughs> because uh, as a new mom, I find myself feeling guilty when I use technology to help yeah. with the baby because I mean we have this one youtube video that just catches her attention her name is miss rachel she's amazing um but it doesn't matter what she's doing or how upset she is if we put her in front of miss rachel singing an icky sticky bubblegum song she is the happiest child on the planet wow and take you the know, win take yeah. the win and to <laughs> take the win when you can like cuz i'll put her in front of it and think oh my gosh i'm making her addicted to technology Um, But we also, you know, we'll go two weeks without using screens at all, you know? So, I don't know, but I understand that that is possible. <laughs> do you, have you
2: ever lived your life
1: without a screen? I don't know.
2: I do feel like it's kind of like there's no precedent, right? So that's why this is hard because yeah. there's no precedent. Yeah. I remember I got a cell phone in high school and I got a job at Chuck E. Cheese to pay the $9.99 a month because I wanted unlimited texting and my parents wouldn't buy me texting, right? So that's like... Wow. It was, yeah. That's commitment. Oh, and I did really go. bad things with that texting. So <laughs> I, my poor children, because I'm going off what I chose to do. But I feel like... There's no precedent, but also there is precedent for a balance between, because my gut reaction is like, no, never, no. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even want to mess with it. I don't, because it just complicates things. Mm -hmm. It gives me less control. And I do think there is precedent for things like this historically in parenting, where our temptation is just to say, absolutely not. I want control. Let's not touch it. And then kind of understanding you've got to walk the line because this is the world that we live in and you're not Mm -hmm. actually doing your kids a service by...
0: If they never have a phone and they turn 18 and they go get a phone. What will live happen? Up, what? Yeah. That's the attitude that, I don't know. That, that we've taken in our house
3: is, okay, let's, you know, push off as long as possible, right? Mm-hmm. But then at a certain point, it becomes, um, and again, I don't want to be, you know, I, I, I'm not outsourcing my decisions to someone else. But, but there's a time where it's like, no, I need to know where my kids are. They're babysitting for someone or... They're using them sometimes in class or, yeah. you know, the kids ride the bus to school. Like I need a communication and I know that's justification. But so we we held off as long as possible, right, mm-hmm. for the kids to have them and then put very specific parameters on, but realizing, just to your point, this is the world we live in. These are some of the things they're going to have to learn to manage it. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me when they're in my home and somewhat under my control to Set some parameters and ask those questions so that they can
2: learn to manage it themselves. Teach them the skill of using it. But I think the reason it can be so triggering is because... How many of us have a healthy relationship with our phones? Well, right? that's exactly that's the thing. That do is the I part as I do. that's the hardest. So, so for me. It's easy for me to be like, no way, no way, no way, as I'm looking hey at. Hey guys, my phone. get off your
0: phones and talk <laughs> yeah. to each other. <laughs> Stop. As, I'm working.
1: Just yeah. a minute. <laughs> but, you know? but, always, well, I so do. How it. do you
3: do that? Yeah, what do you do? Because that's a big thing. My kids will be like, Mom, you're not even listening. I'm like, so I've had to, I mean, called out by my children, you know, so when when they talk now, I I put down yeah. and I make eye contact. The things that I want them to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think simple, like starting with simple rules, like uh, no phones at the dinner table mm-hmm. if you if you have dinner together as a family, or like if, if it's not dinner, having a specific time of the day where you all check in with each other face to face, or um, and not having that extra distraction because it is, you know it is a sign of respect. It's a, it's showing that I do care about Mm -hmm. you and I want to know what happened to you. And I want to hear about your world from your view Mm -hmm. without any other distraction. Um, And also to build on it, it, I think that it's going to become the new stranger danger. We have to educate Mm -hmm. ourselves as the technology changes And how to protect our children within those parameters and teaching our children, okay, when you get on, when you have your phone, don't, these these are the, the privacy settings that you want. This is what privacy settings do. And this is what keeps people that you don't want to talk to out of your DMs or things like that.
0: You bring up a really good point because I think sometimes with parenting, you think, okay, one and done. Like I've solved this problem they don't take their phones in their bedrooms they park them you know at night they um they're only on at, for these hours and not in school okay done check but during those hours of operation they could be getting into a lot of trouble as well yeah or and and not just necessarily like looking at pornography which is it yeah. ha- has always been the big scary thing right um, there's so many other things like becoming so connected to it that you're not connected to people in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very dangerous. Or um, being so connected to, to it that it affects your mental health. Your depression and anxiety increases, even though you're not looking at anything bad.
2: And we're just yeah. now getting we're that data. I was going to say, yeah. they're just figuring now this, that out. Just
3: just, just, now. just time on yes. is correlated to even mental health. Even if you're for- looking
0: at great things. I remember in the beginning when I would say, It seems to me like you're on your phone too much. I'm not looking at anything bad was always Uh the Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, I know I'm checking your phone because that's the other thing, checking things. They can also hide things really, really great. And you know who told me that? My son. (laughs) He was like, you shouldn't let, you know, this other, one of my other kids be on this app. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, And they're like, well, they downloaded this app and you you shouldn't let them. Like, here's my kid telling (laughs) me that. And I was like, well, and instead of getting mad, to my credit, I was like, "Tell me more. <laughs> what is happening?" <laughs> well, this app does this, and it has an outs- outside source server, so creepers can come in and they can down, like they can steal your information, or they can be gross, or you know, all, all these like lists of things, um, and um, it's not secure. And I don't know anything about what he's talking about, yeah. but I'm trusting him and saying, yeah, you can't go on that app. Miles- <laughs> Never mind, Miles said it was a me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, but it was very useful because there's so much that we don't know as the technology changes mm-hmm. and as there's new and exciting ways for people to exploit and use and, entrap our children. And, and I don't want it to be fear based, but I do, but it is, changed the way that I talked about technology to my kids completely.
1: But the only thing that completely changed it. But the only thing we can combat fear with is education. Exactly. So if we educate ourselves, we can educate our children and they can make informed decisions about how they stream, what they stream and Mm -hmm. how they use technology to better their lives because it really, there's not going to be a life without it.
0: Or they are concerned or they don't know what to do, or they're wondering about something that's kind of, a gray area that they'll be willing to come to you and ask you about it yes
2: yeah and I think we have to stay adaptable as we get new information I think I've always been very like anti-video game and I was just like I don't want my kids to play video games
1: (laughs) games. and
2: now my kids have a switch and they play Zelda together and it's the most bonding time uh-huh. that we have in our home. Those I, three I, playing I, in well, Zelda together. experience. And I kind of have been like, okay, I can adapt to this it. because together. it's actually really quality time that they're spending with each other, and it's a it's a positive. And I was wrong in that in that sense. So yeah. I think we can stay adaptable and also understand that we just can't control everything. If kids want to find a a way to do something with the phone, it doesn't matter what your rules are. It doesn't. Re- they'll find a way to do it. So focus instead on. The relationships you have with your kids, teaching them about why their worth is such that they shouldn't want to behave in those ways. I just yeah. I think sometimes it's deeper That's than that. So helpful. Because yeah, so no pe- matter what rules we make, if mm-hmm. and I think it's spoken like the rebellious teenager that I was, we're gonna do what we want to do. So it's true, watch me, right? So yeah. it's like teaching different rules, I you think. Daring me to find a, a, so, you know, a workaround for it. We that. can only control so much, especially as they get older. Yeah.
3: Well, even to your point, like the principles, just, just what are the, the principles of the thing? Because, I mean, I don't know what they're looking at. I do, I, well, I do know what they're looking at because I look at their history. But I don't, they're not watching anything bad. It's just they're just sitting there watching things. for. You know, I have one child just sits in her bed and watches things. for, hours. And it's just like, what are some goals of your life? And what are some things you want to accomplish? It's like we're not even talking about cell phones at this point. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking about how you spend your time.
2: Because yeah. living versus in creating, house, in general, exactly, yeah.
3: exactly. Is this, and how is this making you feel? Being inactive mm-hmm. and not doing those things, you know, and 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 what kind of relationships do you want to have? Right, I tell them, my kids, don't accept anybody you haven't met in person, and they've met some friends. Their worlds are so big. Their social circles, I'm shocked. I would know in high school a couple kids from other high schools and stuff around town. She has friends all up and down the Wasatch Front. Friends of friends that they met on DMs and then they met, you know, and they'll run into each other in person. And it's amazing. Like, that's good, right? Mm -hmm. To a point. But then I'm like, when you're trying to maintain so much, that takes so much energy. Because it's all maintaining electronically. So, I'm like, let's actually make sure we maintain our physical core, our physical connections that we have with people, mm-hmm. you know, kind of
0: prioritize those before the electronic connections that aren't necessarily as deep. Well, and the research is supporting that yeah. as well as it's coming out that the more time that um, teenagers are spending and young adults, um, and especially um, young girls, like that mm-hmm. eight to 13 year old um, age range is depressed in levels that we haven't seen for generations. I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, And there is a correlation between how much time they spend on social media and how depressed they are. I like to share that information, even with like my adult kids, just Mm -hmm. to say, this is what we're finding out. Do you think that this is true? How have you managed it? I ask them what they've figured out because in a lot of ways, they have more experience in some of these things than I do. They Mm -hmm. see it differently. And I'll say, like, looking back, you know, were we too strict? Were we not strict enough? Where, you know, what kind of blind spots did we have? And the reason why I do that is because I already know I've messed it up. And so there's, my ego isn't attached to that. I, I, I did the best I could at the time with the tools that I had. And so I'm at peace with that. But also I want them to get into t- the practice of self-evaluating and mm-hmm. knowing that it's they're going to have to constantly change their minds about this. Something that completely flipped it, I think for everyone, and I have this conversation with people a lot, like the pandemic just like the messed pandemic. everybody up. Yeah. And I had really good <laughs> rules and we were in a really good habit and my kids were all under my roof. And then the pandemic hit and their dad died. Everyone was super depressed everyone was, you know, and, and I'm not alone in this. Like I know a lot of people, whether they had a, a loss in the family or uh, people were, everyone was depressed. And, and so our social media use, I mean, this is how they're doing school. This is how they're meeting their friends. Mm-hmm. This is how they're trying to find a connection. And I remember thinking, this is so weird that I'm asking my kids. I'm encouraging them to get online with their friends and play a game because they're so depressed and they need to be with their friends. Yeah, I'm like, this is never saw that coming. Mm -hmm. But then it opens up, and I'm like, okay, put your phones away, and then go (laughs) see each other and face to face because this is what the research says. And and it's but that adaptability with Mm -hmm. technology is unlike anything I've seen in parenting. But
1: accepting that. That need of technology as the Band-Aid that it was and nothing more. Like you point. needed you needed connection because you couldn't have human life in connection. Yeah. So this is how we connected. But it's not how we're going to continue to connect is okay. Like it, it was a Band-Aid.
3: And that was a good lesson I think we learned. And especially, um, you know, I work in education mm-hmm. and especially seeing, you know, there's a huge, you know, there's a ton of online schooling, which for some kids is great and works really, really well. Mm-hmm. But there, it also proved that we do need to be together and learning mm-hmm. together and in person as, for the majority of kids. You know, again, there's always exceptions. Mm-hmm. but But really, we need that physical connectedness, the face-to-face, yeah. the working things out.
1: Behind that wall of an electronic device, people are different. It's true. And no wonder like young mm-hmm. girls are feeling depressed when they're on social media and everyone is filtered to fill. Everything's curated and perfect and wonderful. Yes. And your so, frontal lobe is developing. The human psyche was not designed to handle that
2: much feedback at yeah. all times. Yeah. yeah. Well that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, the that's world, a great the way world to is too it.
3: big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great because it's we can true. learn so much. So but but sometimes I think. It's, it is.
2: It's It's overwhelming. I mean, yeah. My friends my age can't handle it. So yeah. how are we expecting yeah. a 13-year-old girl to handle exactly. it? Exactly. Myself included. I yeah. can't handle it. It's I too can't much. handle it. So this is so fascinating
0: to me because I want to know what your experience is having had it as a teenager. Now you're in the, in the middle of of negotiating things with your own kids, and you see your peers, you see the good, the bad, everything. Who does it the best? And and what have you noticed that they do consistently?
2: Well, I also tell my kids that they're at a disadvantage because I see so clearly the ugly side of things because of my profession and my experience. And so I think I have a more dramatic negative view of it because I've seen how it affects my adult friends and So I am like, my kids love, I'm the last holdout. You know, my kids are the only ones without phones. They have watches, they don't have phones. And um, I'm trying to walk that line of like, okay, I know that we need to do this at some point, but when there's already mental health issues at play, I think throwing a phone at it is just, I'm, I don't feel good about it. And so I think we kind of have to go back to that of like, what is your gut saying for your child? Because honestly, Mm -hmm. some of my kids, I think probably could handle it more than others. And How do you walk that line, right? So I just think that it really has to be individual. But the thing that I have seen in the observations I've made, the people who it's gone the best for are people who they have the phones, but they give their kids enough experience and relationship and connection that the phones just aren't prioritized in those kids' lives. Okay. And that's a lot of work for the parent. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, a lot of it's not like no pressure, but I have watched in my siblings and in my friends who have kids just older than mine, the ones that have been so successful are the ones who are just giving their kids these full lives. So their kids don't really feel prone to connect or prone to obsess or prone to spend a lot of time there because they have this full life and they're getting a lot of connection and experience other mm-hmm. places. So it's not really about phone rules mm-hmm. so much as how, what life are we creating outside of that. Yeah, no I that. yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's
3: wonderful. Well, uh, we have some friends that their philosophy was keep our kids so busy. <laughs> you know, and again, this is, you know, different philosophies, no judgment, but keep our kids so busy. They did, you know, some sports activities and volunteering and different things that they did that, that it. They didn't have time for that, like, downtime. Well, and that's you know? what is
2: hard because I'm like, when I come home from work, what do I feel like doing? Right. Laying in my bed and scrolling or something, <laughs> totally. like yeah. checking out and oh, letting yeah. my kids go do the same. But instead, if I invite them to make dinner with me and if we do things, that's harder. It's a harder yeah, choice harder. to make. It is but I think it's worth the fight, and obviously we can't be perfect all the time. Right, I will right. lay in it's my bed sometimes. I yeah. remain
0: well, and and no I judgment. also feel and like we can't yeah. treat all
2: technology the same.
0: So yeah. a lot yeah. of times, you know, I say no phones in your bedroom and stuff, and I'll go and I'll see like my youngest has her phone in her bedroom, and I'm like, what are you doing? And what she's doing is she's doing a drawing tutorial. She's watching a YouTube video and she's trying and she's practicing something, an art. I think that's so much different mm-hmm. than just watching YouTube videos mm-hmm. and or scrolling socials, which yeah. she also does, which I also do, Um, I've also, I think one thing that's helped me to make less decisions out of fear and more out of empowerment is to, and my kids are older, to have those questions of like, those existential questions, like, why do you think that we're here? What is your purpose in life? Is this helping you? Oh, you're because... bored?
2: Let's discuss our purpose. No,
0: seriously. <laughs> uh, my poor children. <sighs> but they respond to it. Like, do you want to be the kind of person that's like, well, what did you do this summer? I was on the computer all, like, I just, I'm really, I logged this many hours on, <laughs> on this game. And and they were like, well, a little bit. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm not saying all or nothing, but, but they see that and they go, oh, I know what you mean. Because they know people like that who never do anything, who are in the cave and used to be their friends.
2: Yeah, well, I've noticed my kids have certain groups of friends where – They'll come home early, and I'm like, well, you know, why are you mm-hmm. home? And it's like, well, they were all just sitting on their phones. Yeah. And yeah. We don't, I don't want to be there. That's boring. And I'm like, great. I lean into let's... that, and I'm like, isn't that the worst? That's the worst. I do. Like, I hate that. I isn't I that know. rude? And yeah. bad manners know. of not being do stuff? And, they and do I'm like, man, that's things. the worst, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good experience for them I, to yeah. see, like, I don't like being treated this way, so let's not do it. But, again, we see adults struggle with this. I go to lunch with certain people, and I'm like, hey,
0: hey, you
2: know, you see it. So we just, we all struggle with this. And I think if we, we need to talk about it. Yeah. Understand that Mm -hmm. a little bit more, we can cut our kids some slack because it's not a 13 year old problem who hasn't scrolled social media and felt bad about themselves. In yeah. Their 30s and 40s, yeah.
0: yeah. Let's 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 stop saying it's oh, what are we going to do about the
3: kids? Oh, those, the the kids. Kids. Yeah, those right. the teenagers are in danger.
0: We've got it all figured out,
2: okay,
1: or it just okay makes either.
3: me want to buy things that I don't need. Oh my yeah. god, okay, we're not the going there. Okay. ads are
1: just they do know listening. me. Targeted
3: know. ads
2: are a <laughs> service, and I will stand by that. I know, targeted
0: ads are a service, it's on the line for me, yeah,
1: yeah. Although I've received good...
2: some wonderful...
3: <laughs> no, anyway, no. sorry. I know, it's
0: okay. As an aside, yeah. Because <laughs> this is so great, and I, it's like I want to keep going, and we've run out of time. We have time just to go around one more time. And I think, that, I think there is usefulness for this, especially with this group, because you guys get it. I do think like saying, okay, what are your non-negotiables though when it comes to technology? Because I will say, first of all, I, my older kids got phones too early and I regretted it. And when my younger kids were like, Hey, what gives, you know, they got this and I, and I must, and I will, I said to them, I made a mistake and the research proved mm. me wrong. So I changed my mind and I stand by it. You're not getting a phone. And, um, uh, that was uncomfortable and it was hard and I got a lot of pushback. But then I think later I got respect because beca- now they're older, because they they know that I'm taking it seriously and that I'm not just making arbitrary rules because I said so. And I, I can be negotiated with, I can change my mind. Mm. Um, so I, for me, I feel like that that is something that I, I can be proud of, that I made a mistake and that I was able to change my mind. And share that with my kids instead of like I'm all-knowing and all mm-hmm. about. Like, yeah, I don't. I, I'm that was wrong. I feel really bad about it actually. Yeah. And um, so now, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna try harder. And I struggle with it too. I struggle with spending too much time on my phone. Uh, for me, that's a that's a non-negotiable in in that discussion about technology.
1: What about you? Um, a non-negotiable. I mean, it's really hard to to think about that because she's not going to have a phone for <laughs> the rest for till she's forty. It'll be like teleportation by her. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I'd like to take your non-negotiable and make it mine. That I don't know what technology is going to be when she is when she is the age that I decide she's old enough to have a phone. So as I learn more about the technology then the rules will change and that we all have to be flexible in how technology changes and how it changes our lives yeah you know That's i it. yeah. i it's hard to make a hard and fast yeah. rule when the technology is constantly <laughs> updating and change i mean how many times do we have to update our phones mm-hmm. and then everything changes it's like learning a whole new language oh my gosh i sound like my mother <laughs> <laughs> the circle of life and it's the circle of i was
2: months. gonna say this
3: is what happens a little bit too
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think right now my non-negotiable i mean i've, I've said no phones right now for the ages that my kids are yeah Um, we do allow a monthly, it's a day on the calendar, literally, where I accept their presentations of why they should have them. That's (gasps) That's incredible. And I, and I tell them that I'm actually open-minded. So I'm not, it doesn't matter what they, it's not like, I don't care what you say. It's a no. I understand people. Everyone has them at school. They need them. It's, it is hard. And I want them to feel like heard by me, but Right now, I don't feel good about it, so I guess my non-negotiable is trusting my gut, but staying really, actually opening, open and adaptable to hearing. Your kids are going to get really good at the PowerPoint
0: presentation. They are already
1: very. Good. They're going to turn that's into me.
2: I'm actually really
0: impressed. We've
3: we've received PowerPoints before for some things, um, and and I love it when the kids present their arguments. Yeah, I, I think it's I, such I, a it's great a good way to hear them out. It's so great. I non-negotiable love it. for
2: you. I'm taking my
3: non-negotiable is um, that if you don't respond to me. In a, t- in a manner specific to the, you know, the, the type, like if you don't text me back right away within five minutes of me texting you, or if you don't answer my phone calls after I called a couple times, then why do you have a phone? Okay. Because I, I feel am, that. this phone is my phone <laughs> to get in touch with you. I feel this. So it's kind of non-negotiable that you have to communicate. If you yeah. have a phone that is primarily That's a what communication device- that serious tone just shook I know, through. I know. Don't <laughs> no. you feel the power of you back. Really? The, like, yeah. Okay. This is what it's for. This is it's to for connection for us. And so if you're not able to do that, then then maybe,
1: maybe it needs a little time out. It puts on it too that it's a privilege to have that exactly. kind of connection yeah. until you can pay for it yourself. Until you pay
0: for it yourself. Yeah. I love it. It always brings up like a really spirited <laughs> discussion. If you're ever like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, talk about technology. With, <laughs> on, you know, if you're like, oh, starting a council of moms, it seems intimidating. I don't know what we talk about. Just ask them about their technology policies. You'll have no problem. Thank you for joining us on the council of moms. Thank you for listening to The Council of Moms. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Find us on any of the podcast platforms. And if you have a question for The Council of Moms, please leave a comment for us on The Lisa Show on Instagram or Facebook.